Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program here on WJCU's eighty-eight point seven FM radio. We're here every Sunday from seven p.m. to eight p.m., and this hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans' community, culture, education, and their events in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based by mostly myself, Yin Tang. Johnny Wu and our new intern DJ Alexicon, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. So, DJ Alexicon and I decided to talk about impressions of the week. Before I go, I'd like to greet our listeners. A pleasant good evening to everybody, and we appreciate that you're with us tonight. And I hope you'll have an interesting hour with us. Oh, they always do. I mean, I know, I've, I've, always I've do. gotten quite a few comments. You should hear our episode that I recorded <laughs> with DJ Rice. Oh, did uh, oh, we mentioned yeah. SGC a lot in that episode because he was impressed with Schoolgirl Crush when we saw them uh, last week, I think, at Parma. So, uh, speaking of schoolgirl crush, I know we're skipping ahead because the listeners are, who didn't tune in last week are probably going, what, what's that? Well, it's a band, and we have the lead singer here. We're going to get to her in a little minute. That's right. Yes, go ahead, DJ. The first one is Orange Slice versus Fortune Cookie in a Chinese restaurant. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, where did you go to eat? <laughs> so, are you, are you asking the voters, or the voters, excuse me, <laughs> are you asking the listeners to vote on whether they prefer the Fortune Cookie or the Orange? No, I'm just curious yeah i think exactly like that so if you have a preference us uh, post a note in our facebook page mm-hmm. on what you prefer if it's orange slice or fortune cookie all right and we'll bring the results back what about you which do you prefer what is the facebook page information facebook.com slash asia town voice one word right yes no n it's not asian it's asia asia town voice good i started uh, preferring orange slices when i was in college way back in 94 because i saw my taiwanese and chinese friends eating them and i'm the only one who's eating fortune cookie so to be authentic to mm-hmm. be like uh, Asian cred, I started eating orange, <laughs> but I don't really know why. Well, you know what oranges mean, right? I think Johnny Wu and I talked about this around the Lunar New Year. No. They're actually given because the little segments of the oranges, they look like those little gold nuggets that they used to use for money around Asia. Oh, interesting. Those, you know, they had coins and then they had the nuggets, which were like a dollar, I guess, or $100, depending on what size they were. And they had silver, gold, and I think it was bronze was the yeah. third one. I can't be certain. Uh, my impression of the week, I've been very, very busy. <laughs> um, last year, I started a short story, and it was in response to a music video I didn't like very much about a princess of China, which I thought should have been called Princess of Asia to the like. I love that video, and I also saw your post on Facebook about, about your story. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think oh, we discussed this at one point, because I love that video by Coldplay. It, to me, it didn't feel like there was anything that was really authentic. To me, it looked it looked like that it was a Western culture's um, impression of all the most cliche Asian stereotypes thrown in there. And I was like, that's not what a princess but of China is. But it's Rihanna. Really it's not an Asian girl. Well I, well, I mean, besides that, it would have been fine if they would have followed, like, actual behaviors but I think they were going for the very um they're going for a shock value of some sort or things that people would easily recognize as Asian so it started off as a short story to write what I thought an Asian princess would be like based on all those uh, Asian soap operas I watched growing up um, particularly the Chinese soap operas and a lot of the Korean ones too but definitely the Chinese uh, they call them wuxia xiaoshua which are like martial arts novels that are you know like what I saw that in the Philippines growing up oh you mean those, those really really long TV yeah. series I'd never understood yeah. it because there's just Chinese Chinese, but... (laughs) 
I was amused with the costumes. I understood it. No, it, it was a pretty good story. So what started off as a short story is now a 154-page word document. Wow, nice. Um, nice. that's definitely not a short story. No, it's not. A, it's a so, long story. Yeah, it is definitely. So that's what I've been working on. I think we should introduce our special guest. Would you like to do the honors, Alex? With us right now is Michelle Andre. And she is the singer of School Girl Crush, a band that I've been following for the past few months, I think. So, uh, are you their number one fan? Yeah, I'm number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Michelle, would you say Alex is your number one fan? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We don't want to upset anybody no, else. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, some people <laughs> might contest. Yes, yes. I might, there might be a target behind my back when I attend it. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's a competitive spot. You know, yes, you get to yes. run the fan club, oh, right? I know. I might just feel a broken oh, bottle in my back. To oh, no. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's pretty vivid imagery. You should think about writing a book too, Alex. I know. I will. <laughs> but Michelle, can you tell us a little bit about your band? Uh, we're a cover band, local in the Cleveland area. We play just about every weekend, wow. um, anywhere in Cleveland, Akron, Canton, um, and we cover everything from Lady Gaga to Led Zeppelin. I have and seen you play before. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, uh, what got you started into music? That's a long story. <laughs> Hey, we got the time. <laughs> we got time. We got time. Uh, really, it was my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, music was a big part of her family. Um, I think everybody in my mom's side of the family in Korea are all musicians. And so when I was about nine years old, uh, my mother decided that she wanted me to learn some sort of instrument. And I remember going to the elementary school, and they had like this display of all these instruments. I picked up the flute, put it up to mouthpiece up, and I played something, and the band person, <laughs> the band teacher, looked at me and said, "That's your instrument." Wow! Wow! So, Do you remember that moment? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I remember that mm. that moment absolutely. And um, so I started playing the flute, um, and then it became the piano. Then I took on the viola, played a little bit of guitar, and became a singer. Last, did you feel excited with that flute thing? Because I, I, whenever I pick up an instrument that I like, I feel excited the first time I picked it up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was even more excited that I could make a noise out of this. Oh, Because they said it was really difficult, and they were like, oh, my God, you need to play the flute because you can make a noise out of it. Well, some of those instruments are very difficult. When I first picked up a flute, I think I was four, and I couldn't get a sound out of it. So What? That was, really? Yeah. I mean, You have to position your mouth just right on it so that the air flows across the top, and that's the vibration causes the sound. Interesting. Look at that. Yeah. Technical lessons. Well, yes, and actually, it was a bamboo bamboo flute because i couldn't even pick up you know the long silver flutes it was too heavy for me <laughs> so maybe that discouraged me interesting i'm afraid i don't share your love for uh instruments as well. <laughs> and i will say i i actually i feel like i'm a better flutist than i am a singer mm-hmm. yeah wow that should was... have uh, asked her to, to bring a flute yeah unfortunately <laughs> years ago it was stolen from me at a gig oh no. my god when i was about 20 years old that sucks and i and i'm going to replace it one day that's great yeah. mm-hmm. now, did you actually play the flute with, oh, yeah. with your band? With a band that I was in at the time, yeah. Oh, okay. Cause, I did. Because, I mean, you do a lot of rock song covers, and I just, yeah. I don't know if a lot oh, of yeah. them have flute. Walking the Dog by Aerosmith. Oh, that really? That has flute in it. Hmm. Um, I've never heard that For song. some reason, one of the guys down. in the band wanted to do Stairway to Heaven. We do flute? Yeah. Oh, really? That's, that's an interesting uh And we had some there. originals, too, that we wrote, and mm-hmm. that in, that included the Now, um, Alex sent us your bio, and thank you for giving us so much um, information about yourself. You, I mean, it's always great when somebody wants to talk, and, you know, we like getting to know our guests as well. But it said that you were raised in a multicultural household. Yes. Would you 
can you tell us a little bit about it? I mean, I don't know how much you want to talk about it. Well, I mean, just my mother, you know, was Korean and my my dad growing up, he's he's an American. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's half Swedish, half German. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was very different. They both had very differing opinions on how we were to be raised. My dad was the guy that would take us to Dover Lake Water Park and Cedar mm-hmm. Point and to the beach and, you know, out for those types of activities where my mother was the one that was taking us to the music lessons yeah. and to the academic competitions that we were in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then I was involved in sports and my mother, I think, went to one of my gymnastics meets <laughs> and never, you know, because it didn't interest her and she didn't understand the importance of it mm-hmm. because of her culture. Mm-hmm. She understood the importance of being, she was there for every single recital mm-hmm. I was ever in, every single music competition I was ever in she was there for you know my biggest fan you yeah know, she just didn't understand sports and how that could be important in someone's she life she could relate to the uh, recitals and stuff so she's yeah. a musician yeah. too yeah okay. my mom was a pianist and singer wow oh. yeah so it's bad. in your genes. I, I was going to say that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Okay, so you said that your mother influenced your work ethic a lot because she worked as a bartender and did IT. Where did she work in IT? Well, she started as a programmer, you mm-hmm. know, for like Bailey Controls, mm-hmm. you know, okay. and then went to um, went to Lakeland Community College, mm-hmm. got her associate's degree, and then went off to Baldwin-Wallace to get her bachelor's degree, and then went off to get her master's degree, and then, you know, and now she has, you know, she's a certified project manager. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's a director of IT for her company, which is a very large company in Texas. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so she, you know, just watching her work ethic. I mean, when she went back to college, she was in her Mm thirties with two kids, you know, working a full-time job. And so I remember, you know, many nights my mom being up very late studying, you know, and then having to work. And then when she was in, you know, college, I think it was for her bachelor's degree. I remember she would be, you know, sometimes would be on call at work Mm-hmm. system would crash. She'd have to be up at three or four in the morning wow. to take care of whatever it was. And then she would have to work that day and then go to school at night, you know? And so, and she managed to do all of that while, you know, carting my sister off and I off to our lessons and, you know, and being there for us for other things. So it was, yeah, you know, I thought of her as superwoman. Yeah. You know, because she had so many things on her plate. I know. I actually, I could relate to that because my mother was very similar. Towards the end of my time in middle school, she actually went back to grad school as well. And I had a younger brother and sister. And of course, you know, everybody helped my dad and I helped out to, to look out for them. But she was also like, she was working part time and she was going to school at night. She took like two classes every semester. And I, I honestly don't know how she did it. I mean, she was cranky every now and then. You know, my shoulder mom was cranky rubs. every day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's it's probably from those late nights. You know, and as a child, I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't understand why she was always, you know, upset and wanted, you know, the house to be clean when she got home. Yeah. You know, you don't understand it as a kid. But now as an adult, I look back and go, wow, how did she do that? (laughs) I don't think any of us understand that when Uh, we were kids. I didn't. Oh, as a kid, no. No. (laughs) Did you, did your mom, did your mom yell at you a lot, Alex, when you were a kid? Yeah, always. Always. Yes, I wake up late. <laughs> Thank you, mom. Thank you, all you moms out Thanks, there. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom, for cleaning after me and feeding yes, me. Yes, we're sorry. <laughs> so, Johnny, what was it like for you? <laughs> Johnny, I'd like to know because he's all over the world during this time. Exactly. I mean, how, how was your mom's impression on you growing up? She taught me a lot. Um, my mom was the uh, um, nicer person and my dad's the enforcer. Oh. But the interesting thing about my family is we, we grew up in a very uh, traditional value base because we have a very long lineage in my family history. So my dad as a diplomat 
member, he's just very much, very strict and do things certain ways. And he doesn't, you know, like if I go out to eat, I had to eat a certain proper way or do certain proper things, like the way that we have to do it. So we had to be all over the places. Oh. I do remember always very strongly is when, when, when I cry and, and moan about, hey, you know what? I want this toy. I want that toy. My mom always said to me, no, you cannot do this because I'd rather feed you than buy you a toy that can mm -hmm. be damaged the next day. Right. So wow. if I feed you, your stomach is full. Then you'll be very good, and you know you can have a better time. So she, she, she was very practical. Yeah, very, very practical. <laughs> and I, I always felt like she's my mom's living right now in, in, Phil, in Panama right now with uh, my stepdad. She is uh, a very strong lady. We, when we live in Panama, we have a lots of uh, problem adjusting into the new the society and the Western culture. And she was basically the person who just go out there and do whatever need to be done. Every time I have a problem, because I was I was a bad boy. I mean, I skip classes. <laughs> I skip classes every other day. Oh, I'm in, I'm really really bad. Where do you go? A very <laughs> private high school. So no no no. I think Alex means where did you go when, when you skip class? Just me when I skip classes. Um, my high school and grade school were beside the mall. What you skip class? Was I the only? I good was kid? too afraid to skip class yeah. because my mother would have killed me. <laughs> me too. Literally. Oh, well, oh my god. <laughs> I, yeah. I, but now when I got into yeah. high school, I did do other things that she didn't know about and found out about much later. And she said, I would have killed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I go out and you know, skip the classes and go out and, and have a little smoke. And uh, okay. See, normal, I was more normal. afraid of my mom than my dad growing really? up. Yeah, my dad was the nice, easygoing one. My mom, I, is your my mom the enforcer? scared the crap out of me. Your oh, mom was the enforcer? Good. Yeah. Yeah, me too. My mom was the enforcer. I remember them when they were fighting. She would fighting. get this look. Yeah. And my, her teeth would show. And the, I, that was oh it. Man. I went running. My dad's words were, hit your kid. That's your son. <laughs> <laughs> and she really hit me. My mom was the enforcer. My, my dad didn't want to hit me except. Uh, so, so was your dad? Few. Was your dad very easygoing and nice? He was very easy. He's much more, you know, he, he talks to everybody. He could have run for office. So he was like the politician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of my parents were enforcers. Yeah, I just I stayed in my room a lot. So, oh my <laughs> as God, a kid, yeah. I don't remember a... seeing that. Well, yeah, you in the room all the time. Well, I, every time you out the party, you always jumping around on. And... That's now when I live on my own. When she was little, I but guess. when I was little, the only parties I went to are the ones my parents were went to. <laughs> were like... I was not chained in my room. I went. I voluntarily hid in my room away oh, from my parents. Okay. <laughs> But uh, but Michelle, um, because of your strict upbringing, did that lead you to uh, the rebellion years as a teenager? <laughs> yes. And the things that you did in high school that you didn't tell your mother about? Yes. <laughs> I, I have Absolutely. a question for Michelle. I'm curious. When did you realize that you're Asian, that you're multicultural? That I think when she was born. <laughs> no, not, she was born. I mean, were, I you mean, were we, born here? I don't remember not feeling that I wasn't. You oh, know what I mean? Okay. Like, right. I... You know, we went to Korean church, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it was just, it was a part of who we are. So I never felt like I was not Asian. And actually, I wanted to ask her about the things she did in high school that she didn't want to tell her mother about. But I, I'm worried that, okay, she's shaking her head. So I'm <laughs> thinking maybe we... Way too much. <laughs> oh, okay. And, no. and probably not, um, you know, uh, our listeners probably wouldn't really enjoy the stories as much so going on um <laughs> we would enjoy it off the record we would <laughs> <laughs> we 
we would share a lot of like, oh yeah, I did something like that. Yeah, but Not I don't want to exactly. hear it because Michelle is like a god to me, a goddess, you know. She's <laughs> yeah, right, I've had a I don't want to look at her differently when I'm enjoying her band. Yeah, but then then that would elevate her rock star status. I know, anymore, I know, it so. would elevate her rock star status. Um, but you mentioned you had a sister. Uh, is she older or younger? Younger. Younger, and yeah. did she? Were your was your mother a little bit easy on her because yes, she was young? Really it drove me crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> How much younger was she? Just like two and a half years. But oh, really? you know, my mom had already had about two and a half years of me in high school and me rebelling. And I think she kind of learned from me <laughs> that maybe she needed to ease up the yeah. reins a little bit. And my mom actually said, as I got older, you know, you were the one I made all my mistakes, and I was like. Thanks, mom. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I funny. was the guinea pig. My mom said the same thing about me. <laughs> really? <laughs> my parents would never admit it to me, but I think they realized it. I. I mean, just because my brothers and sisters are like eight and a half and ten years younger than me, so just seeing the difference, I thought because really they were just getting older and slower. But I think they realized a lot of things that they would not have done if they would have known better when raising me. So um, going back to your band a little bit, uh, what are your musical influences? It's a wide variety. Mm-hmm. I I kind of love all music. So, I mean, it starts with, you know, artists like Gladys Knight and the Pips, Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. you know, and then Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, and then Hart. Pat Benatar. I'd say Heart is probably one of my biggest influences with the music that the band does currently. Ann Wilson's voice is just ridiculous. One of the greatest female rock singers of all time. I have to agree with her. I saw um, Heart with uh, Journey in 2009. They opened for Journey with their new singer. I think I was still, you know, hiding from my parents in my room at that time. You were still hiding in 2009? (laughs) (laughs) Four years ago? Oh, God. Now you're making me feel old. No, no, I'm joking. Yanni's only 14 years old. Yes, I'm only 14. <laughs> no, actually, I um, I had no idea that they opened for Journey, so that yeah, was my In 2009, <laughs> that was the year, I think, when uh, the new singer... Um, yeah, the new, the new... And current artists that influenced me, uh, really, there's primarily one, uh, Hailstorm, Lizzie, Hol- Liz- Lizzie Hale, mm-hmm. is probably one of one of the best female vocalists Yeah, I saw them right on now. TV. They were featured in a show called uh, Bar Rescue. And She's they amazing. Performed... This, this band is pretty good. I, I've heard her, Yeah. So, would you rec- what what audience would you recommend? Hailstorm. Yeah. Rock. Rock. Yeah. They're, rock. they're hard rock. Female singer. Plays the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. She's a guitarist. Uh, she writes all the songs. Her brother RJ is the drummer, mm-hmm. and he is probably one of the most entertaining and talented drummers out there. He's amazing. So. I, I remember once I wanted to play the drums. Um. So my mom put some pats and pans on the ground and gave me some chopsticks, and then my dad told me to never ever do that again. <laughs> so well, at least you were trying to get involved in an in a music instrument. That's how I was. I'm seeing this right now. I think I was like seven, but you know, I kind Into of hurt the my flute, hands. The drums. I tried. The I just gong. Wasn't Where's very... our gong today? I I don't know what happened. Oh. oh, the gong is at my house. I will bring it back. We had a little. It's actually not a gong. It's a Tibetan singing bowl, and I actually brought it when we first interviewed Alex because uh, I was hoping he would bring his bass, and I was going to play along with him, but he didn't bring his bass. So it was our joke bell. So anytime somebody made a joke, you would hit the bell. Gotcha. Like, ding ding. <laughs> but um, can you tell us a little bit about your background performing? It says here that when you were 19, you were a very timid singer. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I, I really, I had a problem with, you know, kind of breaking out of my shell and moving around. Um, I was in a rock band. I actually started with as a backup singer for a band mm-hmm. called No Matter What. Mm-hmm. And... 
I did that for about six months, and I kind of said, you know what? I think I can sing. You know, a whole night. I think I can. What songs were you singing in that first backup?、Game? I was just singing backup vocals. I was singing background harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, I would sing lead on one song. The singer wasn't too keen on me doing much more than that. She was a female singer.、So. Did you learn a lot musically being a backup singer? No, because I already knew a lot、okay. musically.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as like theory and stuff like that, I already knew a lot. So it was very easy for me to do harmonies because I I understood the chords. I understood you know notes and how they kind of work together. So, but I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I could lead a band. I could do this.、Mm-hmm. So I started you know looking around on Scene Magazine because that's how you found bandmates back. Back、that's、in、right. the day, in the、that's、paper,、right. yeah, you know. <laughs> I think even now, I still see some ads. Yeah, they still have them, but it's nowhere near what it used、oh, to、really? be. Oh, yeah, you used、wow. to have like fifty, you know, fifty ads, musicians looking for musicians, and it's and it's like maybe three、huh. if you're lucky. But most people are finding it through Facebook and through、mm-hmm. networking. So I answered an ad on Scene Magazine where these guys were looking for a singer. Didn't matter if it was female or male. Mm-hmm. And they had a couple of members already established, and、um, it was really a drummer and guitarist. They had a bass player, but he he was kind of on his way out, so we had to find a bass player,、mm-hmm. and we did. And that band was called Recovered.、Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, you know, I dressed in the outfits that、mm-hmm. I was supposed to, you know, the leopard print pants. Oh, really? And, you know, I mean, yeah. You know, I、Straight、was. Straight out I of still... the、uh, MTV Music video. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, did they tell you to wear? Clothes? No, okay, that was so... just me.、Oh, just, I wanted okay, to look、it. like a rock star. Right, yeah, right. but I couldn't perform like. Like、a rock star. I、oh, really I would just stand there, you know.、No. And I remember, I remember my ex-husband. You know, he would be like, "Just break out of your shell, just you know." Yeah. You know, yeah what was going let through go. your mind when, and, when you were、oh, standing there? Were you scared? Or yeah. What was oh, you were. Well, no, not scared. But I was thinking, I look stupid if I、uh, move around. You know,、okay. I felt like I'd look right, stupid. Right.、Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, well, I didn't write these songs, so I'm singing someone else's song, so I don't want to look like a tool walking.、Mm-hmm. You know. You know, acting like rocking all out, and you know, I thought it would look stupid.、Mm-hmm. And so, after about a year of that, I said, "Okay, well, I'm ready for the next thing." And I found a wedding band that was looking for a singer and joined them. And I was with them for ten years, and it was great because、wow. I could just、wow. be wallpaper. You know,、one. I would just stand there. Did that really sway help? Back and forth. Yeah, no, it didn't help me at all.、Oh. You know,、oh, you you just sway back and forth, and you know, you had three. I, we, there were three f- women up in the front,、mm-hmm. so there wasn't much room to move around anyway. So you really didn't do much moving other than swaying back and forth.、Mm-hmm. So I did that for a while, and then I kind of decided、yeah, it's time for something different. I, I want to get back to rock. I miss singing rock,、mm-hmm. and so I ended up joining a band called Four Hundred Pieces,、mm-hmm. and that's where I met Greg. Okay, and you know we、uh, slowly over that year or two I was in that band of two years actually. I started to kind of open up, and it, it was really Greg that helped me open up. We started to go see other local bands, and I would see bands where the person would just stand there and go, "That looks really stupid." So he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go see a band where the singer was moving around and getting into it. I was like, that looks really cool. And you get excited、mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. So I guess it helps when bands watch other bands. Absolutely. That's why I try to drag my、uh, bandmates. To different, <laughs> I, I said different you better、shows. watch Cool Girl Crush because you'll find something. I always drag them to different shows so that they can get idea or get inspired. Yeah, and Greg has always given me ideas. Oh, you should do this, and oh, you should do that, and then oh, here you should whip your hair around, you know. And so it's just <laughs> you know a combination of just us kind of you know I always call him my partner in crime because. You know, we kind of feed off of each other, and he gives me these ideas, and I run with them, and、mm-hmm. they seem to work. So. That's awesome.、Uh, no doubt, 
has the same uh, when they were starting no doubt yeah group, no with... doubt they talk about specifically what they will do on stage they videotape themselves and after their gigs they go home and watch the video and say oh we shouldn't do this we should do that yes and, they, and watching videos like of yourself is so important because really? I did watch a video of myself and I said ooh I don't like that I do that move you know uh -huh. and I said okay well I need to stop doing that you know so there were certain moves that I was doing that I was like oh it doesn't really transfer well out front mm -hmm. it might feel cool to me yeah, because yeah. but it doesn't look cool out there you sometimes know? you forget it. about it until yeah. you see yourself and you became and you become conscious and say okay that's not cool yeah so definitely watching yourself on video really helps to yeah. kind of figure out what that, that makes sense good. because yeah. I mean I know with dancing you know you're supposed to be pushing your arm back or lifting your leg higher but you don't realize that you're actually tilting the wrong way subconsciously yes. to try to get if that you remember height. you uh, videoed us when we were doing open mic at, yeah I watched I, that video a hundred times because I was you? looking at myself if I was you know I was looking too much on my guitar or yeah, if I was looking at the audience <laughs> I, I know I was so I tried to change that and try to memorize the songs better got it got it oh did you have the the note the paper on the ground yes I did that you did yeah, <laughs> you should practice more Alex I know. <laughs> but um but Michelle did you uh, do anything like orchestra or like marching band in high school and whatnot all of the above yeah all of the above well not much marching band in high school but I was in the Ohio State Fair band and we did oh, march okay. um in that band so you were doing flute there yeah flute and piccolo mm. yeah and then I've done orchestra. I was in the wind ensembles, played in, you know, various orchestras, pit orchestras mm -hmm. uh, for musicals and stuff like that. So I was oh. very, very involved with the flute. So if there are any youths out there who want to grow up and rock hard, do you have any advice for them? <laughs> Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah. I think for those listeners who've been listening to us for the past few minutes, you should have gotten a lot of tips on uh, how to improve <laughs> yourself or how your band can improve. Yeah, let this. go of the fear and be, lose your inhibitions. And that's that's honestly what's done it for me. So do you have any um, advice on how they can do that besides drinking? Yeah. <laughs> I, I realized <laughs> I, while we were talking, I realized it sounded like, you know, we're saying let loose, you know, don't be afraid. I'm like, hmm, a lot of people, they, they go to substances, and it's probably not what we're trying to encourage. So No, no, no. no. <laughs> no we're not what encouraging I did that. for a long time was I would perform in front of the mirror. Okay. Um, and watching myself, if you can watch yourself perform and not feel insecure yeah. <laughs> in the mirror, then you can do it in front of people. I guess Got that's because I do that with my bass. Did you really? I do. I, yeah. I go in front of the mirror and And, and there were some times, you know, where I would do a move and I'm like, ooh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I guess with dancing, we practice in front of the mirror all the time. So yeah. We're and just honestly, like... it works. And then and then it becomes second nature. I've, you've done it so many times. You know, certain songs, I have certain movements that mm -hmm. I do. You know, you'll see me kind of do the same things over and over. You know, there are certain drum licks that I listen for that I move my hips to, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just all part of the whole performance. And I and I. Can can attest to that because she is in sync with the drummer really so the band school girl crush started off with just you and greg um how long did it take you to get the band together actually it was me greg and celeste okay um i've known celeste for about seven years i've known her the longest okay celeste is the uh, bass player yes okay ah celeste so is the bass player alex you and celeste probably have like a I, bass I, uh, player connection no, I... <laughs> yeah and then obviously greg and i had been talking for you know months at that point of putting a, a project together and i said well i know this awesome bass player mm -hmm. who's a female and he was like oh i like that idea you know so <laughs> 
then, you know, the, the idea was born and, you know, we went through a couple of players as far as guitarists and keyboardists and we came to the final lineup that we have, which is um, myself, Celeste, Greg, Dave, mm-hmm. our guitarist, and Chris, our keyboardist. Mm-hmm. The, you know, I remember brainstorming on a trip to Michigan for a wedding. It was like a five and a half hour drive and Greg and I were wow. brainstorming names for, uh, for the band. Mm-hmm. And a lot of names were out there, and some of them <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but Greg said, "You know, there was a band I used to follow back in the '80s. In the, you know, he used to go to the University of Toledo. He's like, there was a band I used to follow called Schoolboy Crush. He goes, what if we made it School Girl Crush? That's funny. And you girls wore schoolgirl skirts. <laughs> and I was like, he was liking I that. like it. And that's that was it. That is pretty awesome. We, I was about to ask that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I was going to ask if you can tell us some of the other names that were funny. Yeah, what, what were the other names that you... Um... Oh, one that I came up with that um, I told my mother and she goes, oh, no, was <laughs> Wet Cherry. Oh, my God. Although I, I like that name, though. <laughs> Maybe I, I can know, use right? that for my band. <laughs> I thought of, you know, having no a logo comment. with a cherry dripping with water and then that, a tongue underneath it. I, like and I was that like, idea. oh, that's such a good name. I like it. If I, if, and, you know, it was it was giving all the connotations that we kind of wanted. Yeah. You know, but... if, if I see an Asian band with a wet cherry name, I know where that came from. Oh. <laughs> from this show. Right, there you go. Here's a gift. Wet cherry. <laughs> right. So, do we have any of those uh, your songs here available for us to for the listeners? Well, all of the songs that we do are covers. None okay. of them are originals. So, um, do you have any shows that you are playing in September that you can tell us about? September, we have a lot coming up in September, and I can tell you what date specifically is there. Any, oh, any. any of them? Just okay. go ahead. Well, September first, the day before Labor Day, we're going to be at Griller's Pub for their third anniversary celebration. And I think I'll be there too. It is a Sunday night, and it's a fabulous place. It mm-hmm. really is. They, their gastropub, their food is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Griller's Pub is in Parma State Road. Yeah, Just take mm-hmm. the exit. Fifty-four, fifty-five State take Road, West. Yeah, and they, they, all of their food is handmade wow like their wing sauce is made from scratch um, oh, really their euro meat is made in house everything they have there it's is not made a, in-house. it's not an exaggeration i've had their uh, wings i always get that oh, whenever so i'm good. there and so it fills good. me up and it's yeah good. yeah and they have these potato skins that oh really pork and bacon oh, oh my gosh jumping, yeah. let's, jumping let's, anyhow that, that's gonna yeah, come later let's it's go come yeah. <laughs> say, let's go let's so, go see them play yes. so uh and then september 7th we're gonna be at thunder on the strip in geneva on the lake it's mm-hmm. a big biker event bike biker rally okay uh, we're gonna be performing at yankees bar they have an outdoor stage um the following week i'm on my honeymoon Ooh, Ooh, congratulations. congratulations and who is um who's the lucky guy Greg the drummer. Greg the drummer. <laughs> so, um, yes. so there's who, another advice for our listeners. If you want to find an awesome girl, be a drummer. Um, right? Sure. Or, or a bass player. But I'm a girl and I wanted to be a drummer, but I'm already married to a nice young man. Yeah. And he, but, you know, Aaron and he wants to play the guitar. he doesn't have any musical talent. You have, a, you have an acoustic guitar, remember? Yeah, now, but he doesn't Now, I will play. say, typically, drummers have a bad reputation for being bad boys, but, oh. but this one, he's not a bad boy. He's a good boy. He's yeah. a good boy. <laughs> yeah. And then towards the end of September the 20th, we're at the Hooley House in Menor. Mm-hmm. 21st, we're at Spectators in Chesterland. Mm-hmm. The 27th, we're at the Thistledown Racino. Nice. And the 28th, we are at Paradise Island in Euclid. So wow. there, folks, there is no excuse for you to not catch School yeah, Girl Crush. And you can find shows. them on Facebook, too. Facebook, they're in Facebook. Yeah. Do you have a website? Uh, schoolgirlcrushband.com. 
Cool. And then you want to give us your Facebook uh, site? Facebook.com forward slash schoolgirl crush. Got it. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go on a break and we're going to come back and do Alex's Corner.
And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with Asia Town Voice. For those of you who are just turning, tuning in, Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're here every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and this hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, their culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you enjoy our show and that you will give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And speaking of events, we are going to go to Alex's corner, except that he's not really sitting in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Alex, will you tell us what events are coming up? All right. Welcome to DJ Alexicon's Corner. If you remember last week, since it's my show, I just called it The Corner because it's already DJ Alexicon's show. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, before we go to the events, I just wanted to um, wet your beak a little by mentioning who the future guests are. And September 1st is Holly from Akron Confucius Institute. September 8th is another DJ Alexican show. So I hope you guys listen to that day. It's also uh, a day before my birthday. Uh, September. <laughs> Ooh, so it's your birthday show. Yeah, it is my birthday show. You just gave me an idea there. September 15th is Alex Duong, the proprietor of Asia Town Center. September 22 is the second episode of our Indie Gathering event uh, live for our upcoming event on September 7. This is every month NASA Glenn Research Center does a tour of its facilities open to U.S. citizens and permanent residents slash green card holders. They basically do a tour of the working environments around the area and it's always free as long as you reserve your slot via email or internet. On September 21st, we have the annual Dragon Boat Race. This Dragon Boat Race... Really? Yes, it's the Dragon Boat Race I, is... I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt. I thought it was in the springtime. It's, it's in always in September, always oh, in the fall. In where fact, have I been? <laughs> I think Johnny had a team, right, Johnny? Is it MDI? I think he's... Um... Sorry, I'm doing like three, four things at the same time here. Oh, shame uh, on you. Shame on you. Shame on me. <laughs> what is your Dragon Boat team name? I have well, I don't even know we whether we have a team this year. <gasps> oh, okay. I haven't been able to participate in the practice. I see. Do you really need to practice? Yeah, because it's a it's a lot of. Uh, huh. It's a lot. It it requires endurance, not arms. Yeah. A lot of endurance people mistake it that you, you require arm strength and they start building upper body strength, but it's actually the whole body and some leg strength. And right. Abs. The abs also the I, core. I think that the team I'm supposed to be in is the twist team. Okay. But I don't know what's going on right now, so yeah. I cannot comment on it. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, you should go cheer on the Dragon Boat Racers. That's and what right. day is that again? That is September 21st. Uh, Motivations have a team also. Mm-hmm. And this event is sponsored by the Cleveland Dragon Boat Association. And you, if you want to see, check out some previous year's uh, event, we actually, OCA, have uh, uh, two episodes recorded on video at ocagc.org, image tv. So it's O-C-A-G-C dot O-R-G slash Image TV. That's right. And it's still not late to join. If you're interested to be part of a team, there's still some teams looking for paddlers. Each boat consists of 20 paddlers. Still a lot of teams looking for members. So the practice sessions are usually Sundays and Tuesdays. And if you're interested, uh, give us a message in our Facebook site. And finally, September 9 and 10 is the food safety certification class for restaurant owners, vendors, managers, employees, and patrons as part of Project Race. This event is sponsored by OCA Cleveland, City of Cleveland, and the Cuyahoga County Board of Health. 
It is going to be from 8.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. And this is free. It's not two days. You could select September 9 or September 10. This is, I think this class is required by the state of Ohio if you're working in the food industry. Yes. Right. Well, I believe the accurate um, description was that on every shift there is required to have, one person is required at least to have a certificate. Right. And this is actually, it costs about $35 usually for to get a certification. However, because the OCA Cleveland is doing the sponsorship, this is completely free. Wow. If I were you, I'd take this opportunity because I'm thinking about it. Maybe it's a good day to spend my the morning of my birthday. Well, well <laughs> do you own a restaurant? Do you work at one? Well, I eat at a lot of restaurants. <laughs> it says you're paying. Oh, so, 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 you, so what you're going to do is gonna walk into the restaurant and say, well, you guys can take a break. I'm going to be your certificate. Certif- 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 exactly. I'll bring my certificate and then they can give me free food. <laughs> huh, I think go. you need to be on their payroll. <laughs> go under. Anyway, anything else that I missed? guys uh, nothing i can think of and the final part of our dj lexicon's corner is the shout outs so i like to do a shout out to, to me uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, shout out to ian first <laughs> and then to motivations for cleveland um, we've been repeating what motivations is for but it's a premier organization to cultivate a vibrant asian community for the greater cleveland by promoting the attraction and retention of asian american professionals through leadership and professional development, networking, and civic involvement. Speaking of which, Yinteng Dance is going to be recruiting more people for the performance troupe soon. Mm-hmm. I will have more information to you coming in next week and the week after. Edit the last 15 seconds. Not and funny. My next <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. And my next shout-out is to Yinteng Dance. So I read about your classes at the Neo Pal, Northeast mm-hmm. Ohio Performing Art Group list, mail list. Um, it didn't say what day that you had giving teaching a class. Only I did, didn't I? No, it's only a time. Oh. I went through the whole thing. I was like, well, wonder what day it's going to be. Well, the website's on there. <laughs> It'll leave enough of a question that people will go to the website. Oh, Shush. Okay. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> and then our I really didn't put the day? No. I thought I put it at the very top because it's the same day, the two it, classes. Usually nobody, nobody see it. When I, what, what I went through it, I just check out the time place, and the time had no dates on it. Interesting. Whoops. And our final shout out is to Coco Bakery. Coco Bakery is a bakery, Delicious. coffee shop, Asian restaurant, and Wi Fi hotspot. I know you guys are listening. A lot of people are listening to the show. Our audience are starting to build up. But I also promote this show to my friends all over the world. So if you guys happen to visit Cleveland, Coco Bakery should be in one of your stops. Correct. It is located in 3710 Payne Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio, 44114. They are in Facebook, and their phone number is 216-881-7600. So when I went there this afternoon, I was looking at, there's a lot of stuff in there. I get so confused every time I go there, even though whenever I go there, I always want my almond bubble tea. But today, um, I was talking to the owner and she told me, oh, try these cookies. She said, please talk about them because um, they ha- we have it here. And I think Michelle has had a few of them too. Oh, yes. And I tasted it because she was saying that these cookies are not sweet. They're, they're tasty, but they're not sweet. And with that in mind, since I'm a diabetic, I like to promote these cookies oh. so that you could still enjoy it. And at the same time, still being a healthy uh, Alternative for snacks. Just the way we are promoting Project Race. Exactly. Johnny, can you tell us about Project Race? Oh, the food, the word race is supposed to be a full acronym, acronym, whatever the thing is. Acronym? Thank you. (laughs) I actually got it right, did I? 
Um, yeah, you did get it right. <laughs> <laughs> to help you, Johnny, Project Race is reaching Asian Americans through innovative and supportive engagement. Thank you. So it's a project that uh, Asia Services in Action is uh, is doing right now with uh, 50 different community partners where we're trying to do is to do healthy eating, he healthy choices, healthy, healthy lives. We are want to make sure that every Asian American, Pacific, Asian Pacific American members in this community live in a very healthy environment. So that is such a very good cookie. Is yes, cookie? it is a delicious so, almond cookie that I've been eating and hiding from the microphone. Some <laughs> of the names of these cookies, if you're curious to check it out, is white sesame cookie, butter cookie, almond shortcake, and almond brittle cookie. So now that we're on the topic of food, here comes the inevitable question for I'm Michelle. I'm always looking forward <laughs> to this section of the show. And yes. I, I warned Michelle. Yes, <laughs> here we go. Did you learn how to do traditional uh, Korean dishes from your mother? And will you cook for us? <laughs> will I cook for you? I don't know. But yes, I did learn traditional Korean foods. Can you start your gigs with a cooking session? Yeah. <laughs> in, instead of cooking for us, there's going to be a big event happening in October for the project race. So why don't you just cook for all of us? No. Mm, she's shaking her head. <laughs> I think we might have gotten too far. I'm way too busy. <laughs> she will cook them. Yes, she's got an entire wedding to plan. But that's that going to be in October. Right. Yeah, oh. but I have like eight shows in October. Oh. And yeah. then I also work my full-time job. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, what are you by day? I am an accounts payable manager. It's like it's almost like you're a superhero. A bean, you're no. bean mild counter, bean counter. <laughs> yes, I am a bean counter. Mild kind of, not bean really. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's almost it almost is. It's like by day you are one thing, and then at night you're like this rock star superhero. You should put in a mask. <laughs> a mask. <laughs> I, no, but she has that cool cowboy hat. She does have the cool hats. The cool she has a hat? pink one and a black one, right? <laughs> Yeah, the pink one is is uh, is the birthday hat we call it. Or if oh. someone's celebrating a bachelorette party, we make them throw the pink hat on. Got it. Now, who is playing at your wedding? Jukebox Heroes. Nice. Oh <laughs> I just they're good nice friends of ours. Okay. They're good friends of ours. Excellent band. The lead singer Jason Kelty is fantastic. You want to hear Journey? This dude can sing Journey. He was in Escape, the Journey tribute band. Oh, yeah, he's hmm. got a fantastic voice. I love to check. Out. And right. the guys in the band are just cool. They're good friends of ours. Every one of them, we love them all. Awesome. So we'll wait for the videos of the band at your wedding and, of course, the pictures. Unless, I mean, you don't have to put it on Facebook, I'm assuming that you They'll know. be all over Facebook, <laughs> I'm sure. That's um, a really exciting time. But um, but going back to Michelle, I want to ask, um, you remember that famous book that came out about tiger moms? Would you say that your mother was a tiger mom? I don't know that book. You don't? Oh, really? Well, I believe it was a Yale law professor. She was a woman, and she was... I think my sister told me about this, though. Oh, Yeah. And she, her husband was American, and they had two children, and she raised them in uh, the traditional um, Asian method that she's used to. And a lot of people, there was a huge controversy. There are people like, good job, you know, great way to raise your kids and make sure they're on top of things, they stay out of trouble. And the other half is like, well, they're just kids, you're being too hard on them, you can't, like, force them to play the piano or whatnot. So it, it was like a divided conversation on uh, rearing a child. But I... I hate to say this, but even though my mother and my father were both tiger parents, I find that I will probably be like them as well if I ever have kids. <laughs> you know, I found being a mom mm -hmm. uh, to an eight-year-old now, oh. I find myself finding a balance, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I, I remember wishing my mom would be there and be supportive of sports. Mm -hmm. So my daughter 
uh, does piano mm-hmm. and is very good too. Um, but yeah. I, I'm, you know, I make sure she gets her piano lessons. But she's also on the volleyball team this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's and she's also does CrossFit with me. Oh really? Nice. That's good. No way. So you know, she, I make sure that you know she gets the sports and and the music. You know, and also you know she does very well in school too, and she knows it's important. You know, for her to get good grades. Yeah. So. So she can keep up with you in CrossFit. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> that is so cute. That's. But awesome. they have a CrossFit kids program, do they so really? she doesn't do the crazy stuff that the adults do. But it's definitely high intensity for the kids too. But it's more body weight focused versus, um, you know, weightlifting. Got you it. Know, for the adults, they do the weightlifting, but before the age of thirteen, they don't do that with the kids. So yeah, that's the other thing. Um, for anybody who's friends with you on <laughs> Facebook, would know that you're like an absolute like. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say fanatic, but you're very adamant about staying healthy yes. and uh, keeping up with exercise, um, kind of like Project Raise that we talked about earlier. Um, were you always this way, focused on healthy eating and exercise, or is this something that you just kind of picked up? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I was um, I was very athletic. I was a gymnast. Um, I played volleyball. I played softball. I did ran track. Um, so that was you know I was very into sports growing up. And then right around the time that maybe I was in my mid twenties. Uh, I kind of lost track because I really didn't have anything to turn to. I didn't have that activity, you know, where it was like organized and I could participate in some sort of competition. And so I think I let go and going to the gym was just gruesome. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd spend an hour or so there, run on the treadmill for 30 minutes. It got mundane. It was boring. But, you know, I still did it off and on just because... I wanted to stay healthy, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to stay in shape and I didn't want to, you know, gain weight and, you know, not mm-hmm. look good. A friend of mine, who's also my personal trainer um, on the side, she introduced me to CrossFit about mm-hmm. a year ago. And I said, eh, what's with this CrossFit thing? Whatever. Yeah. I didn't think much of it. Um, you know, I tried a couple of intro classes that really didn't do it for me. And it was mainly because of the places that I had gone to mm-hmm. in January. I decided to give it one more shot and I went to her CrossFit gym with her. She was like, come to my place. Mm-hmm. You'll get the experience you're looking for. And sure enough, I did. And so I ended up joining a gym, mm-hmm. you know, close to where I live because hers was in Kent. And just the idea of it's organized. Mm-hmm. You're working out with a group of people, but you're also competing. You're competing mainly against yourself. Mm-hmm. But there is that competitive spirit, you know, where I'll look at, you know, what the chick did at the 5 a.m. class because she, you know, I want to beat her. Mm-hmm. I'll look at what <laughs> she did, you know, in the morning and I'll be like, okay, Got that's it. what I'm going to beat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's given me like that competitive spirit back mm-hmm. and that thing that I was looking for because they now have competitions all over the place. No and they have the CrossFit Games open that mm-hmm. they do like in March. March, I think I competed this year. I did all right, uh, but it's a benchmark for me next year, so I can't wait till March again yeah. because I want to see. <laughs> oh, how am I going to do? I was like sixteen hundred out of four thousand women in the region. It's like I want to see if I got that much better, you know. And there's a goal for me now. Got I'm like, it. oh, I want to, I want to compete regionally, mm-hmm. and you know, eventually in the masters division because I'm way too old to be able to compete against these twenty somethings. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I look at myself, okay, five years from now, I'm going to be 40 and I'll be able to compete in the master's division. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm thinking, okay, I could go to the CrossFit Games as a master's. That's you know? when yeah. you're going to reign. Rule. Got it. So, you know, that's what, like, I have now these long-term goals. I have short-term goals, you know. And mm-hmm. also, it's just, the, they have benchmark workouts. Mm-hmm. So, you'll do a benchmark workout and they're actually named by women. Oh, really? Um, actually, Storms. 
Got it. Um, you know, like Fran, Hurricanes, uh-huh. you know, how they name them after women is a similar concept with the workouts that you do. And they're really grueling and they're horrible and they suck really bad. <laughs> and, you know, it might take you like 20 minutes to get through it the first time you ever did one of those workouts. And then you'll go back and you can do it faster yeah. and faster and you can see your progress. So that's what I like about it. CrossFit's kind of, it intimidates me. I'm afraid me. of it. I, I, I mean, it shouldn't it. intimidate anyone because you can scale everything back to your level. Got it. There's ways to modify it, lightening up the weights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, one of my friends cut the reps in half. It was like 50 reps of this, 50 reps of that. They call it the filthy 50. It's mm-hmm. a horrible workout. They said for her, you know, because of her level that she was at, they said cut everything in half and just call it the dirty 25. Got it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can scale back and modify to your level so that you're not killing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, uh, that's probably very important too. You know, I think 90 or yeah. whatever it was. P90X. 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 <laughs> a lot of people would start it, but because they, they want to get to that level the, the the ultimate level that they just try to like you know do it immediately and you not go through quickly. the necessary well, stuff. and that's quickly. the thing with like p90x and you know um insanity those are great videos difference is is that with crossfit you're with a group of people mm-hmm. and they're all pushing you mm-hmm. when you're at home with that dvd you're not you're not pushing yourself the way you would right. if a group of people are there and also the community of crossfit you know my friend martha went in there and her first workout was a horrible workout it was a long workout and you know I remember she was the last one to finish and everybody in the gym didn't know her. She was her first time there. Mm-hmm. They came up to me and said, what's her name? And at the end, everybody in that gym was around her, cheering her on Aww. to get her to finish. Awesome. And she was like, I didn't know that I could do it. Then all of a sudden I hear all these people cheering me on and telling me to finish strong and that I can do it. Mm-hmm. She's like, and I didn't want to disappoint them. So yeah. I did it. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing that I love about CrossFit is they'll run your last lap with you. Oh, you know, really? if you're the last one to finish, they'll do your last 10 burpees with you, you know, and they'll help you, Mm -hmm. you know, mentally because CrossFit, the workouts are more mental than they are physical. Mm -hmm. Your mind is telling you stop, you know, but your body is telling you stop, but your mind, you know, you've, you've got to take control of your mind to say, I'm not going to stop body. Shut up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going, you know, and that's the great thing about CrossFit is that you have those people there with you going, you can do this. You can finish. Don't listen to your body, Mm -hmm. you know, just five more reps. (laughs) Five more reps, you know? And that's what I love about it. Absolutely. So, Alex, are we going to go join her gym? Yeah. Uh, CrossFit Mantra. I'll provide refreshments. CrossFit Mantra and Broadview Heights. I'll bring refreshments for Michelle and Ian. I used to live in Broadview Heights. I love smoke outside. No, no No. smoking. Come on, seriously. Quit that. But, yeah. I know that you're part of nonprofit orgs. Yes. Would you like to mention that? Yeah. Cleveland Musicians Care is a nonprofit organization that I founded with, with a number of other musicians in the area. The board of directors they're all musicians and you know we basically last year we put together a calendar and we sold that calendar and raised about $2,100 for the Autism Society of Greater Cleveland this year we're kind of taking a break from the calendar Mm -hmm. and then next year we're going to come back and do another one where we're going to benefit some sort of local grassroots charity in the Cleveland area do you have any calendars left or no I do it's been sold out oh I do I do but it's already August oh I see some some people would would still be interested though yeah do you still sell to no they're not they're not Uh, for sale any longer I, I do have one of those you do the girls version of the guy um, yeah there was a girls version <laughs> and a, a girls calendar and a guys but uh all right ladies and gentlemen we are at the top of our hour so thank you so much for tuning in thank you very much michelle for being here thank you and alex and we will see you all next and johnny week. you forgot about johnny johnny's <laughs> waving yes 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 he's uh he's like alex doesn't want to talk to me so thank Nobody you everybody loves me here <laughs> <laughs> no respect for johnny Aww. well uh thank you and we will see you or catch you next week